In today's bonus episode, join us as real estate heavyweights have a chance to go some extra rounds into this week's topic. Hey everyone, I'm here with Paulette G. Hi Paulette. Hi. Hi. So Paulette serves in Las Vegas with KWVIP. Vegas must be nice. It is. I love Vegas. <laughs> um, and the reason I wanted to bring you on is you had some great thoughts around why agents fail in the first couple of years. Would Would you mind sharing those with us now? Basically, it's something we my my office does a lot of a lot of teaching, a lot of training, as many KW offices do. Uh, one of the biggest things they tell you is don't get tied to the outcome. Mm. And basically, for newer agents, they get so caught up in the paycheck, you know, yeah. the commission at the end of it. So when something goes wrong, they panic, they get upset, they start getting frustrated, they start getting angry. There's a lot of different emotions attached to it, obviously. Right. Be tied to the outcome because it's yeah. this, everyone says, you know, we're in the business of making relationships mm-hmm. and that's what it's about. If you're making relationships, the outcome will happen. Yeah. You know, tied up in all the little issues and, and caught up with, all these little things that can go wrong or what, you know, it's life. Things right. are going to go wrong. You have to be flexible enough to just move on, roll with it. Because if you start getting upset and panicked, so does your client. Yeah. I think too, like if you are only doing a couple like say you only did two deals and that person does represent half of your annual income, it right. is easy to get upset when it's because it is upsetting when things go wrong and it's frustrating because you did all of these things to try to prevent it and it still went wrong you know it's annoying it is and it's and it's hard like you said not to get caught up in it right but the problem is your job part of your job is to keep your client calm and if you're getting upset about it so is your client and they may not even know anything's like necessarily wrong they may think it's like normal or they don't know. And unless you tell them that this is wrong. Now, you know, if you have to have them sign something, there's there's a lot of ways to put it is, you know, you know, say closing is not is, is going to be two days later. Say, OK, we're having, you know, our, our buyer, you're the listing agent. Uh, the buyer's the buyer's lender needs one extra day. So we just need to extend closing by one day. Right. Easy. And just be like nonchalant. Yeah. It happens all the time. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. And then they think it's not a big deal. Yeah. So and unfortunately, though, when you do get caught up in it, that's when everything goes wrong. <laughs> Very true. I also hear it, too, like not being attached to the outcome, even on listing appointments. Because oh, yeah. even when I was new, I would be like, this is what I think the price is. But it's not mm-hmm. even it's not what I think the price is. It's the market is showing that the most likely sales price. Right. Is this. And even your language can help you detach mm-hmm from what they decide to do. Yeah, exactly. If you, especially on a listing appointment, if you, you look over and you say something, especially if you're doing a CMA form, whatever, and then the minute you say, this is what I think. Yeah. That's when it goes south. You know, the easiest way is like you said, you know, this is what the market is dictating right now. Mm-hmm. You know, and of course, the choice is up to you. However, and then you can go into easily uh, the, the, the pitfalls of overpricing. But never make it personal. It's always personal to them because home market selling is emotional, but it's not emotional for you. Right. Well, <laughs> it is when it's your money. But yes, exactly. Part of it is is it's not your money until it closes. So right. until it closes, you're assisting them in moving forward. And if the deal falls through, the deal falls through, 
they, you have to look at it from the other side, your client lost also. Of course they did because they hired you to help them move. Right. So that's, that's, that's where it, it becomes the sticky situation because everyone says, yeah, it's my paycheck. This is how I'm paying my bills. If this doesn't work, then I'm screwed. Well, you're not the only one screwed. So sometimes part of not being tied to the outcome is looking at your client side as well. Well, I think too, I, I think overall, we all need to do a little bit more business. And then as we do more business, we can actually better serve our clients because it is a lot easier to pay more attention to them than yourself. I mean, we're all going to go into self-preservation mode, of mm-hmm. course. So, yeah. 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 My, my coach, my coach is funny because she says that my first, wow, let's see, five transactions, uh-huh. only one of them was easy. <laughs> I have already come across like some of the worst things that can happen to any agent ever. And it's just, wow. Now everything <laughs> is easy, right? Sometimes you think so. I mean, one of my very first listings was on the market for seven months. Wow. That's a long time. You have the, for the problem was, you know, you could tell your client over and over and over, you, you, the only things you can control are price and condition. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't want to do that, you know, but you know, it's, you know, you, you go through all this stuff. And then one of the other biggest things that white agents fail in the first year that for me has come full circle was picking, answering your phone. Oh my gosh, please answer your phone. <laughs> you know, and I understand if you're on a phone call, you're doing something like this, you're in a class, right? Make a call back. Yeah. Call back and say, or shoot, it's, it's not that hard to look down, put your phone on your lap and make a quick text to say, Hey, give me a few minutes. I'm in a class. I'm doing this. Let me call you right back. We even have auto text that you can create. One of my favorite clients, uh, in fact, I have a key to their house. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Hi. Is your new boyfriend? No, no, no. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a couple. They're both married. Uh, oh. Two gentlemen. Those sweethearts. Love them to death. And uh, I happened to answer my phone one morning during lead gen. You know, one th- a lot of places tell you don't answer your phone during lead gen. That's your time. Yeah. Well, I answered my phone. So I answered. He says, oh, my God, you answered and I went, excuse me. He goes, I've contacted 12 agents. You're the first one who's answered. Really? Yeah. I believe it. Just wait. It was an $800,000 cash listing. Boom. Get it. Sir, your phone. Yeah. That, answer your phone. <laughs> That's great. I always <laughs> say there's three rules if you want to be a successful realtor. Be nice. Mm-hmm. Answer your phone and do what you say you're going to do. And if you can do those three things, like you're going to be... Absolutely. And and it's just, you, you gotta be, you gotta be forward without being aggressive. Yeah. Friendly without being attached. Yeah. You know, get to listen. Yeah. <laughs> listen to what they, what they're saying. Stop talking about yourself. Love it. Those are such great insights. Thank you so much, Paulette. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. You too. All right. I am here with Alan Wisman, and he serves Greater Cincinnati in Northern Kentucky. And I asked Alan what he thought about the top two reasons that most agents fail in the first few years of getting into business. So, Alan, what do you think? 
Well, you know, I think that agents, when they first um, start, don't look at this as a real job hmm. and that they're, they don't keep a schedule. Or so. as a business, really. No, you're exactly It's right. not a job. Yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> right. There's, there's a lot of freedom, which can be the good news, bad news. Right. And the bad news about that is if you don't hold, uh, have a schedule, mm-hmm. then you really just aren't, well, you actually get to my next Okay. Ooh, good and segue. That, <laughs> and that is that agents are not consistent. Okay. They try one thing one time and then they go on and try other things. They don't stick with what they're trying to do. And I think in our business, consistency is the key, even though you may not see results in the first time. So how do you keep your mindset right when you're not getting results right away? I think you always have to keep the goal in mind. Okay. And realizing that activity is better than doing nothing. And that it's <laughs> usually, yes. yes, that works with exercise. <laughs> well, it works with. Well, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I think a lot of times realtors think that this is going to come to them mm. and they have to be proactive. Just like magically? Magically. Oh, that'd yeah. be great. I mean, you know, they see it on HGTV, you know, people <laughs> just <laughs> right. fall in, right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that doesn't really happen in the real life. And so I think consistency is. And treating it like a business Mm -hmm. or a job. And by that, like, what is your top couple of tips for treating it like a business besides being consistent? Uh, Well, having a schedule. Okay. And treating that schedule as if everything is an appointment. So if you you schedule out your day, even the activities that you're going to do, Mm -hmm. if you schedule those out and you've got to hold to them, you can't just pass over them. Um, you've got to treat them like they're an appointment. I like that idea. So you would never like re, I mean, you might have to reschedule an appointment, but you, you likely would hesitate if you had to do that or it had to be for a really big reason. Exactly. And this is the same with the tasks that you have to do each day. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Those are great tips. Thanks, Alan. Uh-huh. Hey everyone. I'm here with Ann Uckman. Hi, Ann. Hi. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, thanks for being on. I Anne serves uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, and I wanted to bring her on because she had a great, some great thoughts on why agents fail within the first couple of years in the business. Anne, will you share some of your thoughts? Yeah. So initially, my my comment is basically that I think there's a lack of organization that gets to people, and it can happen at any stage. But in the first few years, I think people are still busy learning. We're always learning in this business. Even after 13 years in the business, I learn things every day. So in the beginning, they're very focused on learning, not forgetting a form. Did they do this right? Did they say say this correctly? Mm -hmm. And they fail to put systems in place that will help them stay organized and help them meet their goals, both not being a liability and also financial goals. Hard if you don't even know like what your system... Right. And I think too, something we try to do as a board here locally is to expose our agents to things that they may not get with their own company. So a lot of people don't know the systems that are out there that can help them. Or they may be using um, a certain electronic signature program, but not understand that they can set up tasks to help keep them on point. Or that there's another tracking system you can use, or you can create your own. I think there's so much out there and it's always changing. And not every company is large. Not every company is as forward thinking or always searching for the newest things. And part of that is, is the responsibility of the agent. But when they get busy, the first thing to go, 
aside from prospecting <laughs> is um, organization. So, and actually organization might be the first thing to go after prospecting. Well, so, prospect yeah. is like easy to let go. Cause you're like, ah, I'll get more business and then I'll be busy. Right. You get busy. And so you don't think about it and you have to call the lender. You have to call your client. You have to call the title agent back, but you know, you don't have to prospect and you don't necessarily have time to sit there looking for programs. So well, what do you think about, I mean, you're right. So that makes a lot of sense, but then as a new agent, you kind of get in the weeds because there are a thousand choices for e-signature or whatever. So yeah, what is your advice on like weeding through to figure out, cause you don't know what works. There's a thousand things. So like, right. That's why I think it's really good to connect with other realtors and be involved, whether it's like at your board or within your company, your office with, with anyone, because usually if a lot of people are using something and it gets great reviews, then it means it, it works and it's getting those reviews for a reason. And I think also, you know, there are national platforms you can go to that I know you belong to also where you can post different things like who who uses which CRM or I'm having a hard time with XYZ. How do you guys keep up with it? That's a great advice. And then it's just like pick one. And if it doesn't work, most of them are pretty easy to get your stuff out of and put into something else. Right. In my 10 years in real estate, I've only had one that's been difficult. Really? Yeah. I, um, a good friend of mine who is probably a friend of yours too, told me this probably over a year or two ago and that's implement now and perfect later. Are you talking and about me? Yeah, Amy B, <laughs> my girl Amy. But I say that to my agents all the time because it's so true. I'm the worst at that. I will sit there and research something till the cows come home right. and 2 months later I'm still trying to figure out the best way to send email like canned emails or email <laughs> templates. And I'm still copying and pasting them from a Word document. Like just use the damn program. Oh, right. Sorry. And if it doesn't work out, then you can change it. It's fine. Not our first explicit (laughs) on the podcast, so don't worry. The realtor trait, yeah. (laughs) We're we're uh, hand in hand with sailors. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good idea. So it's like get okay. So you're talking about get organized, and if you feel overwhelmed, just pick something and go. What is your reason why you think agents fail in the first couple of years? My main reason, so I think at its core, this job is very, very different than people imagine. Mm. And I think they, one of the main reasons that they might fail is because they don't have proper expectations. Yeah. Because we know there's a high failure rate. And the reason for that is because one, they're not selling. And why aren't they selling? Mm. Well, there's so many factors, but I think a lot of it, it comes down to they probably never would have gotten into the business if they would have known exactly what it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Cause how many times do you have a client who says, Oh, you must love showing houses all day. I've thought about being a realtor too. Oh, it's so annoying. Right? Like, yes. I'm going to quit my job so I can stay at home with the kids and be a realtor. Right. And like that's going to be nearly impossible. It works. That's great. But it's not always roses and sunshine. I think that's interesting. I did, I've referenced to this article that I wrote for Inman about that exact thing that you're talking about and implementing some kind of like apprenticeship or something like that. Yeah. Even shadowing. 
Shadow, yeah, at a minimum. Have people shadow all the time. And I they will like say, like, agents oh would let you do that too. Like, even if you're a new agent now and you have your license, like, it's not a problem to shadow other agents. No, I invite people all the time. I invite them on listing appointments. I mean, it has to be the certain clients. I invite them on showings and we have rules. Like, you're there to, to watch and listen. Um, well, I tell them, you set the appointment and I'll come with you. Because yeah. And that's another thing too. Yeah. Yeah. They're positioned a little bit better and then I can just help. Yeah. Even before. So most of like the shadowing that I've done is, well, a lot of times it's people who think they want to get into the business, but don't know. But then once they are licensed, I'll go on appointments with them or they can come with me if they don't have any listing appointments yet. Yeah. That's, awesome. that's really insightful. I appreciate all your help on that. Yeah. Anytime. Thank you. Good to talk to you. You too. We hope you enjoyed diving deeper into this week's topic with our real estate heavyweights. If you're interested in becoming a featured heavyweight, please reach out through our toe-to-toe podcast Facebook page.